I'm Logan, and this is going to be a decidedly different episode of Automatic for the People. It's automatic, it's automatic, it's automatic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. We are um, in the middle of our Mr. Robot Season 3 rewatch. Um, and we're going to breeze through these last few episodes because Legion actually starts in two days. Uh, we had planned to have the rewatch finished by then. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> I, in fact, uh, putting all cards on the table, we don't know what's happening because uh, Ryan is stepping away from the podcast. So I don't know if that's permanent or... Uh, what he's got some stuff going on um, he's okay don't worry he's not in the hospital or anything but uh, he is taking a break from podcasting um, uh, if you've ever done this you know it can be a little uh, frustrating and he was recording several podcasts so I guess it just uh, I don't know I'm not gonna put words in his mouth uh, he needed a break so, um, I'm going to finish these last few episodes myself. Um, so they'll be coming quick and they'll be short, but what I'm going to do is give some thoughts on the episode as I rewatch them. And, uh, then I'm going to tack on our original discussion because, uh, I feel like you deserve something more than five minutes of me rambling. And, uh, right now I don't believe you can get those. Uh, I think they predate uh, us moving to this new website. Uh, in fact, I know they do. So, um, I think our first episode for xwingfiles.com was the X-Wing Files episode. I think it was episode 100, either way. Um, it was a year ago, and it's been uh, over a year since uh, season three of Mr. Robot. So, or not over you, but anyway, you know what I mean. So, I watched uh, season three, episode five, and looking for my phone because I had some notes written down. Um, so, yeah, season three, episode five, <sighs> runtime error, or is it just runtime? You think, yeah, it's error. Um, I'm stupid. I know it's runtime error. Um, yeah, it's uh, hands down, I think, the most intense episode of television in the last five years. Um, if not possibly ever. Uh, it's shot, it was edited as a continuous take. It was aired completely uninter uninterrupted, I believe. I can't speak. And uh, I just, I still remember watching it and just flipping out over it. Um, Angela's uh, brashness in the episode, the manicness of Elliot and the, the little, the skips in the scenes. You hear the little, uh, it's not a record, it's, it's like a record scratch, but it's more, I guess it's like a hard drive scratch uh, would be more appropriate. And, uh, it's just, uh, 
pardon the expression, a balls to the wall episode. Um, it moves so fast and it's just so like by the time you get to the riot, if you're not on the edge of your seat, I don't, you're not invested in this show. Uh, Darlene revealing finally to Elliot that she's been betraying him and Elliot kind of discovering Angela's betrayal, even though I guess technically he knew it all along. Um, the one Mr. Robot appearance that's not Mr. Robot, which is funny and weird all in itself. Um, it's just it's a maddening episode and I still remember uh, I've already said this uh, but I, I remember like my feeling of uh, watching it originally and that hasn't changed I don't think I've discovered quote unquote anything new uh, re-watching it this time except for um, I'd have to go back and listen to our conversation this may have come up but I don't think I realized how much the annexing of the Congo gets mentioned in this episode it's so prevalent but so minor it it keeps popping up but the whole episode takes place over about a 45 minute uh, time frame, which is about how long the episode is. Um, so it comes up a lot in 45 minutes. And so if you haven't rewatched it, go back and rewatch it and look for those little visual clues, um, the audio kind of news playing in the background, stuff like that. Um, it's, it's just an absolutely brilliant episode of television. Maybe the best episode of Mr. Robot um, that Sam Esmail directed it so I mean it's not uh, you know what do you say to that um, he, he's the guy so of course um, yeah I, I don't like I said I don't have any I don't think I have any new discoveries that uh, to share so I'll just leave it at that, um, which puts us at about six and a half minutes. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot to get said in the original episode. If you listen to the show, it, unless you've repeatedly listened to the episodes, it's probably been a while since you heard us discuss this. So hopefully you'll enjoy this flashback to our uh, original discussion of Runtime Error. And I'll be back uh, very soon with uh, our next episode. I'm going to try to get all these done in a week because uh, Legion starts in two days and I don't know what I'm going to do about discussing Legion, but uh, I'll figure it out because <laughs> I still want to talk about it. And Elizabeth from the X-Wing Files might be joining me to discuss Preacher. She's currently uh, binging the first few seasons of that show and seems like she's enjoying it. So, um, yeah, enjoy this uh flashback to our original discussion of uh, Season 3, Episode 5, Runtime Error. I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast, part of the Film Dispenser network of podcasts, of which there are a few currently going. Uh, most of the ones I'm on are on quote-unquote hiatus, I guess. Um, although, have you seen that there's going to be a, I think it's a Japanese version of Orphan Black, like they're remaking it for either it's either Korean television or Japanese television. Huh. So I, I should have looked that up because I. Well, that's kind of a twist. What a twist! <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds like it could I guess could be vaguely racist if I don't know, or maybe not vaguely just out and out racist if I don't know um yeah I don't know I should have looked that up before I mentioned it so uh, yeah I don't know somebody I, I think Tim uh yeah it's Japanese I was right the first time um sent me a, a like a link to the fact that it's either out or coming out. So, yeah. I told him, I was like, I I'm in, man. A release date, December 2nd, 2017. I was like, I'll watch a remake of Orphan Black. <laughs> I couldn't do all the subtitles. The subtitles. Yeah. So, so uh, we might be, if I can convince uh, Tim and Mina to do it, we might be doing a revival yeah i mean we still haven't talked about the last comic book series so we need to do that but i don't know i'd be down to kind of revisit it and talk about it from maybe like a different perspective and a different culture and so, maybe yeah a few different twists <laughs> like not to play on what i said like what a twist but they they could twist it around different ways to where yeah you know the story doesn't play out exactly the same so um kind of like uh what is this uh there's a movie coming out that is a old old story that our grandmother used to like <laughs> um about the people on the train murder what? on the Orient Express yeah, Ag yeah Ag Agatha Christie yeah yeah. And uh, I gotta think, this can't be the same... They can't just completely remake the same movie. I, I'm pretty sure they are, though. Um, well, I mean, that's just gonna suck. That's uh, Somebody, uh, this dude at work was like, I'm thinking about going to see Murder on the Orient Express. I was like, I'm pretty just sure... Just rent the old one. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I read the book, but I know I definitely saw the old movie. I so, saw it at least two or three times. So, I already... Like, unless the ending is drastically different... I already know the ending, so I'd really only be going to see the performances. And, and I feel like it's a play in that way, which it was fine, but I'm no, not... That's why you go see a play. Exactly. To see the performances. I don't go to a movie, well, most movies, to see the performances. I need explosions. Well, I need action. You don't know. I need... You don't go see movies that you already know... That, like, you didn't go see Titan... Like, well, you didn't go see Titanic either. 
anyway, regardless. But if you're like, you're not going to go see Titanic for the performances, even though you know already know how the story ends. You're going to go see it because like you want to see the spectacle of the boat sinking. You don't really give a rip about the love story, and no, I mean there were people that did, and that's fine. I'm not. not yeah, but that, it. but that's totally different than Murder on the <sighs> Orient Express, right? Because it's very much about it's how much the character. Because you added nice CGI to the train. Yeah, you know exactly. Well, I can watch a Steven Seagal movie and see that. Uh, under what is it? Under Siege Two. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I. If I, I feel like if this were like a play, like a, like a legit play, stage play, I would be excited about it. Even if it was just a stage play on the screen, I'd be like, oh, this will be fun. But you're right. Like all the, the train and everything is going to be mostly special effects stuff. Like, oh, yeah, the train looks amazing. Well, you know, half of it's probably green screen or whatever. So it doesn't really matter. And it's just a bunch of like, really good, famous actors, like, portraying these semi-classic characters that, I'm like, I just, I'm like, shoulder shrug, I don't really care. So, you know, I'm with you there. I forget where we're going with all this. Yeah, I'm sorry, I totally took that one off the rails. (laughs) What were we talking about? (laughs) Um, You were talking about the remake of... uh... Orphan Black. Yeah, orphan black. Do something yeah. new with it. So anyway, we're not. It's not a murder on the Orient Express or an orphan black podcast. It's a Mister Robot podcast. Um, so we are going to talk about season three, episode five, which is Mister Robot three point four, uh, runtime error. Which there's a lot to talk about, but I also feel like there's not much to talk about. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes perfect sense because it's all, it's it's very condensed but stretched out over, what about a forty six minute time period? It, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, it was is... commercial free, but the last I watched it live, the last fourteen fifteen minutes was a special with they had Sam Esmail and they were doing a like an after show. Which apparently is on the USA app, or it might come it on after the show every night. I, but I never watch it live. So, <clears throat> so uh, first things first, um, it was not filmed in one shot. So I, I mean, I, I feel like anybody who is truly, truly passionate about the show probably already knows that. But I mean. If you watched it and were like, oh my God, how did they do that in one take? Well, they didn't. It's trick photography. And that's fine. I've seen a lot of like conflicting remarks about the episode and its uh, quote-unquote gimmick. I don't like calling it a gimmick, even though it, it definitely is. Um, but... It, I don't see any problem with calling it a gimmick because it works. I mean, mm. it's like, it's like a makes magic it feel trick. cheap. Yeah, but gimmick makes to to me makes it feel cheap. 
like a gimmick is something that a uh, car lot uses to get you in there <laughs> to buy cars. Uh, well, see, no, I don't look at it that way. I look at it more of like a magic trick. <sighs> if if you pay fifteen dollars to go see a magic show and that guy blows your mind, then that's money well spent. If all he's doing is pulling flowers out of his sleeves, then that's crap, <laughs> you know. But if he's legit. Like these little street guys you see on Facebook and everything, then yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> you bring, mean, you're bringing up the magic thing. Have you seen the two dudes where the the guy's sitting there and he's performing the magic trick, and then the other dude sitting beside him looks bored out of his mind and then spoils how he does how he does the magic <laughs> trick? No, I haven't seen. It's that. <laughs> freaking hysterical, man. Um, it's these two Asian dudes that you'd have to find them. Like, you don't even have to listen to the videos. Just watch them. Like, it, it, it's so damn funny. Every time they post a new one, I watch it. Just <laughs> It just cracks me up, man. So, anyway. But, yeah, I, I see, I think you're right. I think it is more like a magic trick. And even though, like, I could sit here. I've seen, I've watched the episode twice. I could sit here and point, like, okay, there's a scene, there's a scene, there's, like, this is where you make the cuts, you know, uh, every time you're, the camera moves away and lingers on a stationary object or a dark object or whatever for any somewhat significant length of time, meaning like five seconds, 10 seconds, whatever, that that's where you're cutting. And, but I mean, that's fine. Like, I, I don't care. Gimmick just makes it feel cheap to me and, and my initial response to that probably because I'm just such a a fanatic for the show is just like yeah well you know what TV's a gimmick it's it's all flashy and <laughs> you know I, I mean it's like, ooh bright pictures you know this gimmick of TV well, so that's why I don't I don't that's, <sighs> I don't look down on gimmick as a bad word it can be a bad thing but just because it's gimmicky, I don't, I don't think of it as a. I mean, there's lots of things I could throw at you, like uh, that show "Lie to Me." You wanted me to watch. That's a gimmicky show. Oh, definitely. That was a really good show. Uh, House. Everybody loved House, but every two seasons, you got the same episode from two seasons ago. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a gimmick to the show. Um, what, what I found really interesting that nobody who none of the articles i read that kept pointing out like the gimmick of the episode really touched on like a, the name of the episode is runtime error and while it is a reference to elliot's missing time from the previous episode it's also like it ties in with the quote unquote gimmick of the episode, you know, it, it's runtime. Like it, it just keeps going because there's no, there's no commercial breaks. It's one. <laughs> Didn't you, did you love that? That the name of the episode was runtime. Yeah, I, I thought it was, was no fan, commercial. Breaks. I thought it was fantastic. I was like, this, this is just like this thing that just keeps like the show keeps folding in on itself. And I I loved it. Um, from beginning to end, I was 
Well, not from beginning to end. I, I, I won't say that. From at least Elliot being escorted out of the building onward, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, just my jaw hurt after the first time I watched the episode. And it was just as good the second time. You, we're supposed, we're podcasting tonight, obviously, and like we would be do, we would have started like twenty minutes earlier. Except you called me, and I was so engrossed in the last twenty minutes of the episode, I wasn't even paying attention to my phone. Well, I mean, so, I can be honest with you. I could have called you about an hour and fifteen minutes earlier, but I was rewatching the episode again too. <laughs> Because I, I was like, you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened. that But it happened so fast. Like, yeah. just everything happened really fast. So From him, he gets... Yeah, go ahead. You start... Well, I was going to say, beginning. so the gist of the episode is... <laughs> Elliot shows up to work. He doesn't remember the last four days. Of, but he doesn't realize that he doesn't... Right. Remember the last four days. <laughs> Until he starts having this conversation with the idiot next. Well, he gets a phone call from Darlene saying, hey, we have to talk. And That's when he's in the elevator. And there's some guy speaking in... German? Yeah, that's, what, that's all I can think of is German. Like, what is and that I, about? I don't know. We have no idea what he was saying. I, I hope somebody out there that listens to us speaks German... And can tell us what that guy was saying. Yeah, and then you find out Angela's in the elevator with him. Which freaked me out a little bit when she's like, Elliot, is everything okay? I was like, whoa, Angela's here? What happened? So, I was kind of with Elliot. Like, in the whole, like, trying to remember things. Like, I mean, I remember what happened last episode. But, like, so are... I was in this whole, like, are we just going to skip over things? Like, what's going what's going on? And she seems to have been, I, I guess, kind of uh, manipulating him for the last few days to get him to this point yeah, where most, maybe he doesn't remember. Most definitely, yeah. Um, and But yeah, then he sits down and starts having a conversation with the idiot that works next to him who's prattling on about his sexual conquest of religion. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, uh, when Elliot says, like, his thoughts yeah. out loud, I was like, oh my god, that's hysterical. Like, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> and then he's like, he brings up a good question. What did I do this weekend? And he thinks, That's when everything hits home for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he thinks he figured it out, because he's like, oh yeah, that's right, I was working on my proposal. But then he runs into that lady who's like, I tried to, to get with you Friday, but you weren't here. And she's like, and he says, did you hear that? She says, I wasn't here Friday. Where was I Friday? And then he says again out loud, Mr. Robot. And she's like, Mr. Who? And he's like, I have to go. And then that kind of starts the whole, um, there's, there's a big Matrix vibe to this episode. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, I very much felt like, are we doing like a Matrix episode? <laughs> I mean, it felt like that one scene in the Matrix. It's so damn intense. I mean, there's a few of them, but for the most part, that one still works when the, like everybody's closing in on him and he's talking to Morpheus on the phone and like, you know, hiding from cubicle to cubicle. 
And yeah, you know, like I was like, are we gonna do a thing where he goes out on the ledge? Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't happen. He does go outside. He gets escorted out by security uh, after he <laughs> he tries. He's trying to get back into the system to see what he's missed and make sure that his uh, his safe uh, or his I guess whatever. His protocols haven't been breached or nothing's changed or that the level two isn't going to go down or whatever. And so he, he goes up to another floor and like pinpoints this old lady sitting in the computer. He's like, Dude, that was a great part of this episode. Perfect. You know, she's like the perfect target. And then she just starts spitting out, <sighs> spitting out all this. You know, lingo that he's like, maybe she's not the perfect target. Dude, when she started talking, I was like, well, nothing. I, I don't even think my computer at work is that protected. So. And she's like, I know who the culprit is. He uses go to my PC all the time. And of course, it's the like 24 year old dude who's way too loud and spent his weekend. And he's know, listening to. Some kind of bad version of... No, I'm pretty sure it was the legit version. It was... Well, then it was a... a, It was on, like, like really crummy speakers. Oh, okay. So... Then it was, like, a live version or something. Like, a unplugged uh, version. What's the name of the song? Blues Traveler. Yeah. Um, It's not Runaround, God, I can't think of that song. No, yep. It was, yeah. Was it Runaround? It's that song. Yeah, why you want to give me the runaround? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, he he gives him the like, you know, pushes him out of his computer to try to get it, and he does, and he sees that like something's wrong, and uh, so, but in the meantime, he has to still like be on the run because he's about to get escorted out of the building because they're gonna fire him because they discovered what he's doing. So he somehow manages to get. Well, to see, the I don't think they did. They're only firing him because Angela asked, "What's his name?" to fire him. They have no idea what he did. Right. Yeah, he thinks that they know what right. he did. Right. So <laughs> you're right. Sorry, I, I completely blanked on that. Um, but he thinks that they know what he did. If that makes any sense, so that's why he's going to be fired. He doesn't know that until he gets downstairs and talks to Darlene, he doesn't know that Angela is playing him. And so he does get escorted out of the building. There's a bunch of protesters outside. Which... Well, you got to go back. You got to go back just a little bit. What? When when he walks into the meeting room oh, <laughs> with all yeah, those man. guys sitting there. <laughs> and he's just like, hold on, I've got an important email to take care of. <laughs> that's pretty good. Well, there was something else that I wanted to bring up too, but that that scene is pretty freaking great. Uh, it, it's uh, once again uh, him acting in a scene and then acting in that scene as something else, like a play within a play kind of thing. Yeah, and, you can still see the character behind the character, right? You know, it and it's it's pretty great. Yeah. He's so he's gotten so good at that. Um, when he's on that dude's computer, though, 
there's a headline. Did you catch it? No. It's about uh, NASA. It either says NASA or scientists um, believe they have discovered water on Mars. So, I know we've talked about the timeline of the show before. But, and there are other things that pretty much confirm it, like Trump not yet being, not yet even announcing his run for presidency. Right. And that comes up in the elevator. Did you see that guy on the the TV in the elevator who's like, that's why we need a guy like Donald Trump for president? Because, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the guy that uh, White Rose was talking to. I didn't. I didn't notice that that was the same guy. White yeah, that, was that's the same to. guy, and he's like the Mister Robot Universe version of Alex Jones. Which, if you don't know, you could probably Google him and be like, "Oh yeah, it's that a hole who's always screaming all the time." So, um, anyway, uh, where were, oh the the uh, the headline in the the website that he goes to says that scientists uh, believe they have found water on Mars. Well, that happened in our real world in, I think, mid to late September of 2015. So, we're definitely still in 2015. That kind of dates the episode, right? Right, but, I I mean, no more than anything else has, because, like, there have been other references... But that headline, for me, was like, just, it solidifies the the timeline that we're still in. So Well, there was a couple of other headlines they saw in the uh, elevator um, about something about China and the... uh, The Congo, which we've heard mentioned before. Like, White Rose mentioned it, about annexing the Congo. And... That there are people out there who know more about world politics who could explain that to me and what it means, but I really don't know. I, I do was wondering know, if you knew. I don't. I don't know either. So, I do know yeah. that it is a huge political issue between China and the Congo, and has been going on for like a couple of years. But I don't know the reality of China annexing the Congo. Um or what that would mean or why they would do it. So, so if you guys know, email us. Yeah. World politics, not really like, I mean, U S politics is something I'm barely knowledgeable about. So world (laughs) politics, forget it. Um, I mean, and not to say it's solely a political issue. I know it's a, uh, a human rights issue and, uh, there's just all kinds of horrible things going on in the Congo, but also the idea of a country annexing another country is just weird and not something you see a ton of. So, I mean, I guess it would be kind of like the U.S. annexing Mexico, you know, maybe. Yeah. So well, when he leaves that break room, to, to move further he gets he escapes to the elevator and reunites with mr robot for the first time in for the first what, time this, this season yeah that's what i was thinking this season um 
and it's very <coughs> very quick um not much to be talked about well but when, but it's not even mr robot though that's the thing so yeah it's like his version of it's more of him bring bringing uh mr robot to himself so he had somebody to talk to um but when he gets off the elevator he realizes that Okay, I'm just going to let them kick me out of this building. <laughs> right, because now his I'm, concern is more for getting the people out. Because there was a bomb in the building. So, well, not that building. The it's building high, where, Yeah, it's hydrogen buildup, and it's not really a bomb. It's well, more... the building itself is becoming yeah. a bomb. Something like that. Um, so... So yeah, like that becomes his primary concern. And then that's when he runs into Darlene and she reveals that she's been working with the FBI. Which for let me interject and say again, the sound design of this episode, of the series itself, but particularly this episode and this season is unbelievable, man. Not only, uh, and I don't think that's Matt Quayle. I know he's the composer. He doesn't do the sound design. I would have to look up who it is. But the musical composition with the sound design is just, I mean, it's, it might be the best sounding show on television. Like the way they use audio is better than any other show on television. It's better than a, a lot of movies do it. So. <laughs> That's true. So, um, uh, like, there's a kind of spoilers uh, for Wonder Woman, maybe. There's this scene in Wonder Woman. Uh, you saw it, right? I saw Wonder Woman, yeah. Okay. So, the scene where he's talking to her and she can't hear him because of the, the uh, tinnitus in her ear, the ringing... And then, like, she recalls it, like, five minutes later. She's like, oh, that's what he said. You know, when he's, like, telling her whatever he loves her and he has to save the day and blah, 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 whatever. Um, that, that's a big-budget Hollywood movie, and it's a scene that plays fairly well in that movie. But there's crap in the, this season of Mr. Robot with the sound design that's infinitely better than what they did in that movie. Because it's not like, oh, here's a muffled thing and we're going to play it back for you a few minutes later. And you, you just kind of get the, the muffled or the sound drops out or whatever. And then you're more focused on the aftermath of what is said rather than what exactly was said. Because you can kind of infer, like this scene, you will lose Darlene's voice, but you know what she's saying. You don't need to hear that. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I'm sorry. I'm I've got the show playing in the background too. Don't so. get lost in the episode, man. I'm not I'm not I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, like and that that's pretty much the end of Elliot for most of the rest of the episode. Yeah, he's got another about what 10 se- less than 10 seconds worth of screen time left. So, from there, we jump to Angela, who is holed up in her... Well, these people start a riot, storm the E-Corp building, and just start trashing the place. Like, beating people up, uh, 
trash him the art, like all this stuff. And Angela's holed up in her office and she gets in touch with Irving, right? Was it Irving she calls? She calls Irving on the elevator. Yeah, it was Bobby... Uh... Kind of all. Yeah. Um, and he kind of gives her this rundown of what she has to do. Like, they have to go now. And she has to go find this package to give to Elliot to uh, start the, the next phase blah 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 kind of set in motion the things we've already talked about and she never even tries to find Elliot right even though she told she tells Irving like I couldn't find him it's chaos in here you know but I don't think she ever even tries to find him like she specifically it never seemed seemed to me like she looked for Elliot so she gets the, the package and specifically sets out to do this herself so I don't know if we're at a point where she realizes, well, I mean, surely she does. Like, she can't completely trust Elliot because just of the way he was acting, the fact that he had come to and seen her there uh, with uh, Well, I don't Tyrell. think she trusts herself either, honestly. Um, I think... I had a thought process towards the end that, like, she was going to die. She doesn't die, everybody. You know? But, uh, if you haven't seen the episode. But, my thought process was like, she thought she was going to die. And she was willing to make that sacrifice. Whether it was her or Elliot. Right. So, so since you had the episode playing in the background, and since we can kind of talk about it, um, can I, I'll have to f- give me a few and I'll tell you exactly what moment to get to. But yeah, so her mission becomes to set up phase two or whatever it's called of this plan where they're going to blow up this building. And I mean, she does. She gets a little help from these these uh, dark army slash looters, rioters that are kind of torching the place. But well, he says, uh, I, I hate to keep calling him by his actual name, but Bobby Carnival says it like we only lit the, the fuse. We can't control, you know, right. what, what happens after that. Right. So, so, so yeah, um, we can't control the, the crazy people that come marching in with all the people that we send in there with them. Right. So so they're not all dark army folk. Uh, right. Some of them are just crazy, you know. <laughs> they just they want to be part of the I want to be part of the riot. I mean, come on, you know there's people like that out there. So Well, yeah, just like when anybody I I heard somebody I think I heard it on like the slash film cast the the term grief hawk, like when people are going through like tough times, like there are all the, always those people who are like, oh, like they have to jump on your grief train and kind of make it make it about them. Like somehow they're feeding off like a vulture. Somehow they're feeding off of your your sadness. <laughs> so oh, I saw I saw a whole special once on a lady who who received all this stuff from uh, 
the 9-11, you know, she received all this kind of help and all this money and claiming, you know, she lost family members. And, you know, five years down the road, they start investigating her. And she's just a fraud. I I mean, it happens. It real I, it, it does. Um. Anyway, back back to the episode. Angela breaks into this room uh, through a lot of drama and plants this thing. Or, or no, she she doesn't plant anything. She has to download a bunch of files onto a USB did, drive. Did you think she was going to kill the security guard? I I wondered if she would. Like you could see it in her head. But and then like similarly when she gets in that room and that other lady shows up And the up, girl shows up. I was like, Oh no, she's gonna kill her. Yeah. <laughs> like Angela's going to cross a line bigger than than like betraying Elliot. Like she's gonna murder someone. And it doesn't happen, but I, I they teased it twice and I'm with you. Like I the second time, I was like, oh, no, this is definitely happening. She's about to kill this lady. And it, she doesn't. So, instead, um, some dude breaks in and the lady maces him <laughs> in his mask, um, which I thought was pretty great. She downloads whatever it is she has to download and gets out of there. But, okay, so... If you watch the episode, you've got it pulled up? Yeah. Okay. She's in the elevator with the security guy. Okay. Go to about... Sorry if you hear me clicking. It's uh, 38 minutes, maybe? Um, it's It's after she gets out of the room and she puts on the mask. And the hoodie. So, almost 40 minutes. Alright. Alright, so, there's going to be a... Sorry, everybody. Like, uh, I want to, like, get the live reaction of this. Because I don't know if Ryan noticed it. (sighs) She is about to unplug everything. And she's about... She's walking out now, probably about to pick up the mask. Yeah. So Hold she, on one second. Okay, well, she walks into this room, and there's this guy in this, like, green flannel shirt or she whatever. She just rubbed her fingerprints off the door handle. Right, yeah. Well, that's not... That That I also dig, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I didn't notice that. She sees the mask now. Yeah, that's a little detail that I loved. So she walks into the other room. She sees a dude with um, a green hoodie on. And they kind of like stare at each other. And the camera pans around. And then she walks away toward the elevator. So Not quite there yet. Alright, so she hits that at when she gets to the elevator. And presses the button. The camera pans back around. And the camera is facing her. Like kind of side profile. Watch behind her. So, if, if if you're listening to this and you want to play along, feel absolutely free. We are at the 40-minute mark exactly. 
and like there's blood on the mask. And well, I'm at the 39:25 minute mark. Okay, so. so Ryan's 30 seconds behind. So I guess we'll let him catch up. Yeah, it's blood on the mask. It looks like, but I think it's more of mace, not blood. Uh, is mace red? Um, yeah, it's pepper spray. I didn't know it was red. Let's see. She yeah, she catches. She's looking, catches eyes with this dude in a mask. And the camera pans around, and she walks to the elevator. Okay, she walked to the elevator. Okay. Behind her. Watch behind her. Elliot. Okay. Oh, already already knew this. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so is that he runs? He runs past her at the four and a half minute mark before they meet on floor forty one. Her ride only takes 30 seconds to the top. So he had four minutes to get in the room, undo everything, How do you get know on the elevator, this? run into her, and you can make it that of what you want. <laughs> There's, uh, how do you... Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you have it? What? I lost you. Elevator? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. What'd you ask me? When she gets in the elevator with the mask, I swear to God that looks like Sam Esmail with no hair and glasses. Talking about the China to annex the Congo after the UN vote. Let's see. I've got it playing. So you're talking about when she takes the mask off and it's like, is she crying or is it just because of the pepper spray? It's the pepper spray. No, the guy talking, that's the dude. Okay. For for some reason to me, that looks a lot like Sam Esmail. You gotta get a higher definition TV, man. No. Well, I've only seen him like twice. No. So, well, he's not bald. That well, guy's bald. I mean, there's plenty of things they can do to make you look bald. <laughs> uh, no, that's not Sam Esmail. That's the dude that White Rose was talking to. That said, you need to back uh, Trump. Right, I got you. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's finish out the episode. She makes the call to Irving. Irving asks her why she was the one in the room. She's like, I got it done. It doesn't matter. She, He says, well, go up to this floor and give him, give Sandwich Guy the package. And then, you know, he leaves. And then her and Elliot meet. And Elliot says, Angela... Do you have something you need to tell me? And that's the end of the episode. The only other thing I wanted to talk about is the phenomenal shot that goes in and outside of the building, which I felt was almost almost with, kind of an homage to the Matrix. Of with him her? Being, yeah. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so I, I really, really love that shot. Obviously so, a special effect, but freaking just phenomenal shot. I have to confess that I did not catch that on my own. If you did, bravo. That's awesome. So but what, I, what is I didn't your, catch it on my own. What is your, your, so your theory is that he undid what she did? Yes. In four minutes. It's not my theory. Okay. But, yes. There's no way he did that in four minutes. It only took her, and she had to look for everything. 
if she knew where everything was or had it on hand, it wouldn't have took her more than four minutes. But he still has to go up 13 flights of stairs. Because they're on like 28, right? And she has to go to 41. I don't know. I have to look at the buttons. But it's still several flights. So... And yes, she sits... She stands in the elevator for a few minutes. But... And he's in pretty good shape. But he's not in that good of shape. But you do think it's Elliot. Did I lose you again? Ryan. No, I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you do think it's Elliot. My mic was muted, by the way. It wasn't. Uh, that was my bad. I, I figured as much. You gotta remember to unmute it when you start talking. Well, it's I don't I don't want my dog to start barking and nobody cares, man. <laughs> You're so worried. It's not that loud. Um You still haven't answered the question. Uh, I probably did, but my mic was muted. You do so. think it's Elliot for the like, yes, fifth time. I, yes, I do think it's Elliot. Okay. Me too. But I don't think it's the Elliot that meets her up on the 41st floor. So we're back to the time travel. Absolutely, man. <laughs> when is it ever not about the time travel? No, that's a very good point. It's a very good and valid point. It's also like a Back to the Future 2 thing. <laughs> so now do we have to rewatch every freaking episode to catch Elliot in the background? I mean, how amazing would that be? If there's always another Elliot in every episode. Do, do you think I'm like way off base? No, I mean... Um, Back to the Future didn't play to it, you know, hardcore. But there was that guy that rode past Doc Brown in the first... Back to the Future. Right. It very much came back into play. Right. Because he resembles Doc in Back yeah, to the Yeah, how is that not the same guy? You know? <laughs> well, it, it, it kind of winds up being a happy coincidence rather than an intentional thing from the get-go. I mean, no, they... it wasn't intentional from the get-go, but it very much came back into play. Right. Like, this works perfectly, which sets up Anybody that loves that, Sam Esmail obviously loves those those two movies specifically. <laughs> I mean, if this show goes to the Old West, then we know he's a fan of the whole trilogy. So, If it goes to the Old West, I'm out, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if we ever get um... an animated version, he's a fan of the franchise. <laughs> so, I might could do an animated Mr. Robot. But it's going to have to be a Showtime or an HBO show. Do you remember so, the Back to the Future cartoon? Because there were yeah, live action have, segments with Christopher Lloyd, right? Yeah, I have. Can you imagine episode. an animated version of Mr. Robot where Christian Slater is like the live action, like beginning <laughs> and end segments, and then there's like this animated thing in the middle? How effed up is that? 
It would be fantastic. I would, I would, I would love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, that's my off the wall theory, and I'm curious if anybody thinks I'm way off base. You caught him on your own running in the background. Yeah, it's him with his backpack, man. I didn't catch it. I, I just happened to stumble on it doing some stuff online. So, and uh, come across some stuff on Reddit and was like, let me go back and look at that. And when I rewatched it, I was like, holy crap. Didn't think about the time travel. I just read their theories of he had enough time to get it done. Oh, no. I, I so. like, when I was finishing the episode, like, when you called me and I was, I was like, I got, like, five minutes left and I have a crazy theory. <laughs> I was, like, rewinding the episode. And I'm like, okay, there's no way he gets from, like, down here. Because, like, her elevator ride is, like, five seconds or something. So, she's going up. 10 floors or whatever. There's no way he goes up 10 floors in that little amount of time. I just don't think it's possible. I, at this point, I don't know. Um, he would have to be on like another and just, elevator. And I bought into what they were saying whenever I was reading it on Reddit. So, I only watched specifically those uh, All right. that that little bit of scene. I'm looking on Reddit. <laughs> okay. Are you... Well, you don't have to go there. Are, are you on the page where they're calling the dude Captain Sandwich? Is that what they called him? Yeah. What did I call him? Sandwich guy? Yeah, but Captain Sandwich is Captain pretty good. Captain Sandwich too. is awesome. I, they give him a... I think he gives him a name or something, doesn't he? But I don't remember. Yeah. I was just like, it's the dude with the sandwich. I can't remember his name. Um, in my notes, it was just like, dude with sandwich. Um, uh, there was something I did want to ask you. Is... Uh, the only reason BD Wong gets a credit because he's in the previously on. No, I think like contractually, everybody who's a uh, quote unquote regular or series regular gets a credit in the opening crawl, no matter what. Okay, because BD Wong tweeted like, "Hey, I'm not in this episode, but oh my god, this was the greatest episode of of Mr. Robot." So yeah, I th I think because of the way they filmed, um, that and and the way they set up everybody's contract this season was that everybody gets a credit in the episode, which I think, like per the guild rules or whatever, uh, allows you a certain fee if you're credited in the episode. So I could be wrong. I don't. I'm not part of the actors guild, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I think what it winds up doing, if I'm not wrong, is you get paid for the 10 episodes, like this set amount, rather than getting paid per appearance. It, does that right. make sense? 
No, it makes sense. So financially for the show, it might make more sense to go, all right, we give all these people a credit in every episode. And then we pay them this amount because they're credited in every episode rather than whatever per per episode they show up in. So you might wind up paying them the same amount of money, but over the course of 10 episodes rather than like the six that BD Wong shows up in or something. I don't know. I could be way off base there. So like I said, not part of the actors guild. Don't really know a lot about how it works. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm on Reddit. So <laughs> there is, uh, you'll, I guess you got to scroll down a little bit if you go there. I didn't, I didn't dig too heavy. I mean, these people on Reddit get <coughs> deep, man. I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to go That's why I don't go to Reddit, man. Because <laughs> it's either a lot of nonsense or I'm just like, nope, that's wrong. Um, but there's one right here that says, spoiler, two Elliots at E Corp. Bam. <laughs> I'm not alone. Ah. <sighs> And you can read the post for yourself. So it's a lot of words. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a bad idea or, or thought or however you want. I was right. Angela boards the elevator to floor 41. Elliot, it was, uh, she was on floor 23. So he has to go up 18 floors. No way. Unless there's another elevator. And we never see her walk by another elevator. Like, I rewound it. <laughs> I just watched it again. She doesn't walk by another elevator. There's no way he gets up there. Man, this thread is long. Yeah, I'm not going down this rabbit hole. Not at 11 something on a Friday. Time travel. That's but all yeah, I'm saying. It, it was, uh, it time, was very time travel slash alternate universe Elliot. So there you go. Um, yeah. So I guess that's the episode. Ryan has his theory. I have my theory. We'll see if either one of them play. I out. actually did not have a theory. I was just playing off of Reddit's theory. <laughs> I, I'm, the last two seasons, I have, I'm just, I'm stuck on season one. I will plant my flag there. <laughs> like, I got I that called right. It. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm just here for the ride. I mean. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, what else do you want me to tell you? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I, I mean, that's fine with me. Season yeah. one. Boom, planted my flag, and now I'm like, okay, now I'm just along for the ride. It makes me feel less crazy that there's some guy on Reddit who's like, yeah, time-traveling Elliot. <laughs> I don't know that that's what it says. It just says there are two Elliots. I don't, I'm not reading this whole thing. <laughs> hey, you know what? The, the, the greatest last episode of this show would be for him to, to travel back in time, pick up, uh, what's her name? And and fly off in the DeLorean. Quantum leap, uh, man. <laughs> or yeah. Let's quantum leap this bitch. 
<laughs> to put right what once went wrong. He never leaps home, man. Spoilers for Quantum Leap. Yeah, it's very After I sad, said it. too. <laughs> Quantum Leap might be the saddest time travel anything ever. It's pretty sad. Oh, um, But yeah, all in all, man, one of the best episodes this show has ever produced. Uh, Sam Esmail continues to prove without a doubt that he is a creative genius. Um, the show wears its influences on its sleeve. We've been saying that since almost day one. And it wears the idea of, again, I hate calling it a gimmick, but it, I think it wears the idea of the gimmick of an episode on its sleeve. You know, there's you like there's this phrase called bottle episodes in television. Uh, generally, what you do is you have, for a show, you'll have a quote-unquote bottle episode, which takes place in one location and the characters never leave. So you don't have to do a lot of, you don't have to have a lot of cameras, you don't have to have a lot of crew, nothing. You know? It's a save money episode. Right, so. so that you can then spend more money on a future episode. This is like a bottle episode in reverse. Like, what if we did a bottle episode, but made it the most expensive episode of the season? Um, and not that this was the most expensive episode, but it looks incredible. <laughs> it's like the most elaborate, because it just... Like, we literally see him going into work at the beginning. He steps out of the building. Then we go back into the building and never leave. Like, the furthest we ever get out of the building is outside the front lobby. <laughs> yes, it's basically like the front stairway to go into the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's insane, man. He's a genius. And to take this kind of gimmick and use it like within the reality or, or the world of the show and the characters themselves, you know, runtime error, he's having glitches and he's trying to figure out what's caused them. And, you know, we'll do this one long take of an episode that, you know, goes from character to character, um, kind of split in two. It's just brilliant, man. I, I love it. Um, and we're now officially halfway through season three and as exciting as it is, that's also kind of sad, you know, we'll be done with this show by Christmas before Christmas. Oh, uh, five episodes left. So just in time for star Wars. So yeah, you know, that that's. Christmas is what? Uh, no, it'll be right around Christmas, I guess. So we're. It'll be around the 14th, I guess, that it wraps up. So a week or so before Christmas. I'm sure we'll do a Star Wars episode. Uh, I think we've done one almost every year. So. And then. I have an idea uh, I wanted to run by you. Uh, a show while we wait for Legion to come back in sometime in February. Um, 
maybe March. They haven't officially announced it, so we might have to might wind up doing like concurrent shows if we decide to do this. Um, or we might start watching it and go, nope, it's terrible, we're done. Um, there is a show coming out called Counterpoint. I can't talk. Counterpart. It starts, um, let's see if I can find out when the season premiere is. Is it a USA show? No, it's on Stars, which, uh, was whatchamacallit on Stars that we watched this past year? American, American Gods. Gods. Was that a Stars show? Uh, yeah, it was like Stars or, yeah, I think it was Stars. I don't think it was Showtime. Uh, um, yeah, it's on Stars, uh, and it's got J.K. Simmons in it. Have you seen the trailer for it? No, but I I did hear about uh I saw there's things that pop up on my Google because of things that I've looked at before. It's like Google automatically knows the stuff I'm interested in. So, but I did see something about a J.K. Simmons show. It starts January 21st, which is late January. So if Legion starts in February, we would kind of wind up doing both shows at once. Um, but, I mean, we could watch it and see how we like it and then go from there. So, I mean, if we did two episodes a week for a couple of weeks, it wouldn't be the Or just covered two shows for a couple of weeks, it wouldn't be that bad. But I, I felt like it would give us something to watch. So, you want to know the premise of the show? Yeah, I think I already do, but go ahead. A, a UN employee discovers the agency he works for is hiding a gateway to a parallel dimension. <laughs> that that sounds kind of overdone, but... It's got J.K. Simmons in it. Even better, it's got two J.K. Simmons in it. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested no matter what. Because uh, I love J.K. Simmons. I mean, he's great. The trailer looks good, man. Maybe that's what I saw, the trailer. and I But I didn't watch it. <laughs> you just saw, like, oh, you might like this. And you're like, I don't think so. No, there's a lot of stuff I skip over because I'm scrolling at work. So, I don't have time to watch it. Um, I was looking for something. Uh, was it, uh, are you caught up on, uh, DC's, uh... I just watched Arrow tonight. So, I'm all caught what, up. Okay, uh, so you're caught up on Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, so possible spoilers, I guess. Um, yeah, was it that that I just watched <laughs> had the E.T. like episode? Yeah, that was last week's episode. Okay. Okay, well then I haven't watched this week's episode. Don't spoil it for me. But uh Everybody dies. <laughs> it's, so they go to the Titanic then. Um something like that. 
Did you not see that E.T. thing coming from the beginning? <laughs> yeah, I thought that they would play it off and do more like a Mac and Me kind of thing. I don't know if you remember that crappy movie. Yes, I do. <laughs> but yeah, it wound up just being an E.T. homage. And I mean, that's fine. It, it was kind of more than an E.T. homage. It was more of a, you know, the 80s buddy sci-fi film kind of it, it was like goonies et uh like all of that like all rolled into one the best part know? was uh what's his name that dude whose name i can never remember i know he's a character in dc comics but i i honestly cannot ever remember his name the one that turns into metal um, i just call him steel guy so steel um he uh he keeps hitting on uh ray's mom and he goes to visit her, and he, she's like hitting on him. And I'm like, before they, before you even get the real, I'm like, oh, this is totally the alien messing with his mind, and he's gonna flip his lid when he figures it out. So. I thought that was, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I know it's not, you know, Mr. Robot, but that that was a, a that's a shout out to our girl in Atlanta who loves. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Did we get an email? Uh, no. Um, but we. I'm telling you, man, you scared her off. Well, I didn't mean to. <laughs> uh, okay, so in in an effort to just maybe entice you a little bit more, I'm gonna read the Hollywood Reporter synopsis of the show. The espionage thriller follows a man named Howard Silk, a lowly cog in the bureaucratic machinery of a Berlin-based UN spy agency. When Howard discovers that his organization safeguards the secret of a crossing into a parallel dimension, he is thrust into a shadow world of intrigue, danger, and double-cross. The only man he can trust is Prime, also played by Simmons, Howard's near-identical counterpart from this parallel world. Come on, man. That sounds amazing. No, it sounds good. Uh, but it also sounds like a show I need to watch before I crown it like, this is a great show. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I think we should should kind of commit to that in January. If it fizzles out, be like, whatever, Legion's back in February. <laughs> No, I mean, I agree with you, because I kind of did that with uh, American Gods, so. <laughs> no, uh, American Gods, we were just like, what can we do? Like, Preacher's coming. We'll just do Preacher. <laughs> how many episodes are left in this show? Uh, it's too much build-up for American Gods, but hopefully next season will be better, so. I, I'm Honestly, man, I'm a little on the fence on if we should even... I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying I hope next season's better. I'm going to watch it. I was about so, to say, so you liked it enough to... I'm intrigued enough to keep watching it. Okay. And I'll give it about three or four episodes, and then I might give up on it. So. Well, if we podcast about it, we'll have to kind of stay committed, I think. So... Well, that, I'm not gonna unless unless you're like this is all we got to talk about. Then I don't want to commit to that. 
Well, it's only ten episodes. Yeah, but you never know what happens. Season one was only eight episodes, and oh my god, it was like a grueling... I think we even had three episodes where we did like double episodes. And we're just like, oh god, whatever. (laughs) This show's not that good. (laughs) Well, uh, that's how I felt about a lot of things that I watched. Um, Anyway. Gotham? Like Gotham? I don't want to talk about Gotham. <laughs> you know what, though? I haven't watched this week's episode. Well, actually, I don't think there was an episode this week. Um, was there? No. Last week's episode about... I'm prof- about three episodes behind. Okay. So. so they got heavy into the Professor Pig stuff in the last episode. The guy that's, like, killing the cops and putting the pig masks on them. Yeah. And it was pretty good. Like, it was less about the stupid heroic stuff or the super villainy stuff. It was just like, oh, this is this crazy guy killing cops in Gotham and we got to stop him. I kind of enjoyed it. Like, that's the show I wanted to see. And we just never got that show. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, we did I kind of wanted to see the the like police procedural, not the that's uh, what bizarre it is. and weird world of Gotham. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what that episode was. It was like this police procedural, them like tracking down. It, it was almost a direct ripoff of the stuff in the middle of the Dark Knight, where they're trying to like track down the Joker, and they're doing like the detective work. And yeah, that that was some of the best stuff in that movie. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot like that. <sighs> so uh, uh, before we get wrap it up, uh, shout out <laughs> to uh, Shannon Wright who tweeted us uh, tweeted for everyone to check out our podcast again on Twitter. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we appreciate the the shout out always. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Mr. Robot Podcast. Uh, Shannon, in Shannon's bio, it says IT professional and Linux advocate. Um, so that means Shannon is smarter than both of us. So, <laughs> and she listens to us prattle about this show. Um, and this dude, Brian Welch, tweeted us. I don't know if you saw that. Um, shout out to him. It said, love your podcast. Keep up the great work. No, I didn't see that, but thank you. Yeah, that was cool. So He must have loved my F-bombs and while I was falling asleep during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, anyway, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I was going to live tweet my rewatch of the episode, but like four minutes in, I was so engrossed. I was just like, well, whatever. <laughs> You know, I always think about live tweeting, and then I'm like, nah, I just don't know. <laughs> well, this time I just got so... Because I usually do it on my second watch of the episode. And I haven't done it in like two or three weeks. And this time it was... Well, one week I only watched it once. This time it was because, literally, I got so like pulled back into the episode that I, I just... It was like ten minutes in, and I was just like, well... I mean, I'm 10 minutes into the episode, so what's the point now? So, anyway. (sighs) 
good episode. Well, great effing episode. Uh, I think one of the best of the show as a whole. And I think this might be the best episode of all three seasons. Really? Yeah, I really do. Maybe aside from the the realization episode at at the tombstone, because that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was. It would be hard for me to pick my favorite episode. This was one of my favorites. I don't know if anything will ever top the pilot for me, man. Yeah, but you're never. We're never going to see that again. So I've let that go. It was great, but it was kind of like the movie. You know, this was that was Mr. Robot the movie, and this is the continuation of his life. Because we're never going to see that I'm going to get you, Elliot, again. Yeah. Now it's all about everything else. Yeah, uh, you're so. right. You're right. Um, it's you know kind of like like a lot of shows that were that I was hooked on from the pilot. Like Serenity, or Serenity, Firefly, the the pilot will always be, like, the one, well, no, that's not true. See, I, I was about out to of, say, I'm out the of reverse gas. of you. Out of gas because is Because I watched the pilot of, of Serenity, and I was like, Firefly. I don't know if I, or Firefly, I don't know if I can keep up with this show. And then I watched, what was the next episode, The Train? Train Job. I don't like The Train Job. No, but that one got me hooked. I, I, dude, if you're not hooked on the first episode when he walks up that ramp and shoots that dude, you're just... No. No, it wasn't. But what didn't get me hooked was the hour and 30-something minutes. Yeah, before. it was a pretty long episode. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> like, it was, oh, it my was, God. It was like a movie. Where in... in is it the train job where he kicks the dude into like the the turbine or whatever the yeah and the, that the that, engine at the that was an hour of forty eight minute episode yeah and at the end of that you were like this is the greatest pilot that ever lived in outer space <laughs> so yeah yeah it's it's a great show we always talk about it and say we're gonna like discuss it more and we never do. Uh, Firefly and Donnie Darko. We just never get around to really talking about them. Uh, no, but if you haven't seen them, watch them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Firefly's on Hulu, I think. Uh, and Donnie Darko, you need to watch like... It's on Donnie, Netflix. Yeah, watch it like three times. Like that <laughs> and Memento. We'll watch it at least three times. Yeah. So I guess we'll be back next week um, talking about... Uh, more Mr. Robot and whatever the hell else happens that isn't hugely depressing. Like, you know, all the stuff that's going on in entertainment right now. Because, oh my God. It, well, except for the announcement that about the Star Wars trilogy. Did you see that? No. New Star Wars trilogy. New Star Wars trilogy. A new Star Wars trilogy. So there's going to be episode, not episodes, just a new trilogy of films, not about the Skywalkers. Oh, awesome. Headed up by Ryan Johnson, who just finished directing. Oh, I did see that Ryan, yeah, I did see that Ryan Johnson was involved in a new Star Wars project. 
And also the but announcement of a live action TV series. Um, set to premiere when Disney launches their streaming service. Shocker. Let's see. Who could the who character could the, be? Doesn't matter who the character is. Who could the showrunner be? A lot of Calrissian? Lando Calrissian? No, he's going to be in the Han Solo movie. The showrunner is going to probably, I would bet money on it being Dave Filoni, the guy behind Clone Wars and Rebels. He'll get his, his shot at some live action stuff. And it's about damn time. Because next to George Lucas, he might be the guy. Like, well, I didn't finish Clone Wars, but I'm almost done with Rebels. Waiting on the rest of this season. And I still haven't fantastic. watched any of this season. It's, it's fantastic. I'm going to try to get caught up this weekend. So, I mean, there's nothing better. It's a great show, I mean, it's, there are parts of it I don't love, but overall it's been a really, really good show, so. Uh, most of the time what I don't love is Ezra, and because he's a whiny, it's, it's the same thing, over mm, and over again. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a common thread in the Star Wars universe, if you're under the age of like, 20, or 23 or something, like you have to be this whiny freaking brat who doesn't want to do anything so it's it's kind of just star wars canon at this point that if you're a young male kid you're a pain in the ass so i mean luke was everybody excuses luke but well they don't they fail to go back and rewatch those movies yeah it's just him complaining a lot (laughs) all the time and uh, I mean, people like to complain about Jar Jar, <clears throat> but if you go back to 3PO in oh, the original... He's just as bad. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty bad, man. I think, I'm pretty sure 3PO has more dialogue in the first movie than Jar Jar does in every appearance he's ever made, including like commercials and video games <laughs> and whatever. So the only reason R2 isn't that bad is because you don't know what he's saying. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's our star Wars talk for this episode. Email us, Mr. Robot podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at Mr. Robot podcast. Um, go follow us on Twitter. Uh, go write and review us on iTunes, even though, I mean, it'll be next year before we ever see them. So, and I guess we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. There's a little edge for the never believer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a little ghost for the offering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling.